Baptism is a most important sacrament. It's the sacrament that allows us to become disciples of Christ, children of God. It has to be, by definition, the first sacrament before we can receive any others. And even if we are adults coming into the church who were never baptized on the Easter vigil or whenever we would be baptized, confirmed, make our first communion at the Eucharist. And if we were married, that has to be taken care of. Now, there's an interesting canonical thing about marriage. Marriage between a baptized and a non-baptized person is not a sacrament because you have to both be baptized. But should they have been already married in the church through proper paperwork? As some of you know, if you married a non-Catholic, you had to do the signing of the Catholic party. That marriage would be valid, but it would not be a sacrament until the non-Catholic, the non-baptized person came out of the waters. And then, <laughs> I like doing a little bit, keep you awake. It would be a sacramental marriage. Baptism is that important. And the other thing that you all know is that you can't lose baptism. It's one of those sacraments with an indelible mark like confirmation and like holy orders. Now, we can mess it all up. We can be in terrible sin. But we belong to the Lord in such a way that he will never let us go. And that's part of our theology, that until our final breath, the Lord will be after us to have us turn to him in mercy. Now, periodically, I tell you this story because it's true and it's kind of funny. Once. In my early priesthood, when I was pastor of a small Hispanic parish, I got this phone call. And I apologize if you remember the story, but it went like this. Uh, you the priest? Now, I tell you, if you get a phone call like that, you know, hmm, what's going on here? Uh, yes. Priest, I want you to erase my name from the baptismal book. Huh. Well, I can't do Why not? Well, I can't do that, so I changed. Why do you want me to erase your name from the baptismal book? Well, I used to be Catholic, but I'm not Catholic anymore. Okay. Actually, that's not theologically possible. Once Catholic, always Catholic, but he wouldn't understand, so I didn't go down that route. So I said, well, what happened? I became a Jehovah's Witness, and I knew it was useless, was not going to be able to carry on. So I said, young man, I wish you well, but I can't do that. But when you get to heaven, you can take that up with Jesus. <laughs> he was okay with that. In fact, that's what we have to do. We have to take up our life with Jesus. Yes, there is accountability. There is judgment. And so... All of us who are baptized, we belong metaphysically, sacramentally to the Lord 
The early church fathers called it being reconfigured, that our whole life is rearranged, and we form this bond with the Lord. Marvelous. Now, there's all kinds of theologies and scripture exegesis about the baptism of Jesus. We get a very interesting part. All the Gospels talk about it in different ways. That John makes the proper remark when Jesus comes to be, and no, 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 that's the wrong way. You should baptize me, which is theologically absolutely correct. But Jesus says, no, we have to do it to fulfill all righteousness. That is to do what needs to be done. And so John relents. And in fact, just to finish the John story, because John was beheaded before Jesus finished our salvation, our redemption with his death and resurrection, that's why he's called the greatest of all the prophets, but the least born of woman. That is, he died before salvation was made available. And so, we would believe that he was amongst those that the Lord took with him when he entered into heaven after the resurrection, along with all the righteous that were waiting for the coming of the Savior, of the Messiah. So that's one interesting idea. The other is that whole theophany, that whole scene of Jesus coming out of the water, the heavens open, the voice of the Lord speaks, you are my son in whom I am well pleased. And the Holy Spirit comes down like a dove. And that's kind of where we get the idea of the Holy Spirit being a dove, which is kind of unfortunate. I mean, doves are cute, but the Holy Spirit is far more than a dove. The Holy Spirit is the lifeblood of the Holy Trinity that invigorates us to be his disciples, his children. So the Holy Spirit hovers, and indeed we have the Trinity there, the voice of the Father, the Holy Spirit, and the Lord coming out of the waters. But most importantly is what the Father says. You are my son, in whom I am well pleased. While we don't see it, and hopefully not hear it, this is sacramentally what happens at every baptism. When a baby is baptized, I baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, or when an unbaptized adult is baptized on Holy Saturday, sacramentally and therefore in a way more real than we can imagine, the Father is saying, you are my son, you are my daughter, and I am well pleased. That's what truly happens. There is an epiphany, a theophany for us. And even if, for the most of us, we were babies and we don't remember a thing, the Lord has been and is present and is slowly helping us to grow into the people we ought to be. And so that's my last thought for today. What kind of people are we? The Lord was known as the Son of Justice, 
who would come to give sight to the blind and healing to those who were sick, who would preach liberty and freedom to captives. Isaiah talks about that in the first reading, and that gets formalized even greater some 20 chapters later. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me. He has anointed me. He has sent me to give glad tidings to the poor, preach liberty to the captives, give sight to the blind, and announce of your favor. That's our God. And guess what? We're supposed to do the same. And we do it poorly. Maybe periodically we can do the right thing. But we often just sort of shuffle along and not do the things that we... I'm not talking about, you know, going out on street corners and shouting at people. That doesn't work. I'm just talking about by the quality of our lives, we announce that we live by a higher justice. We all know that that is so needed. And so I think that's our challenge, to renew our own baptismal promises today. And so let us be the people God meant for us to be. Let us let that Holy Spirit, that power of the fire of God lift us up. So whatever we do tonight and tomorrow, that we do it with justice and with joy.